Hello and welcome to the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. Uh, my name's Hugh and this week I'm once again joined by Rob Lean, RadioTimes.com's gaming editor. How's, how's things, Rob? Things are good, thank you, Hugh. Yeah, nice to be back. I can hear Morgan uh, seething from here. Yeah, Morgan, Morgan's toast. He's gone. Who needs him? Uh, <laughs> Morgan will be back um, you know, in, a, in a future episode, uh, like many Doctor Who characters. But yes, yeah, no, this week, the reason I have Rob on hand is because uh, we're actually talking about a game. Yes, Doctor Who does games uh, quite often, actually. Uh, and we have a gaming editor who is a Doctor Who fan. So it seemed like the perfect points to bring Rob back in. Uh, so Rob, I don't know if you want to explain, um, the game we're talking about today is, it's called Doctor Who, The Lonely Assassins, uh, and it's a mobile game. And I don't know if you kind of want to explain a little bit more about it for anyone who might not know. Sure, yeah. So yeah, as you said, it's called Doctor Who, The Lonely Assassins, which uh, fans with, with good memories will remember is kind of an alternate name given to the Weeping Angels back in uh, that famous episode Blink when they were first introduced. And so yeah, the game kind of sits in a little genre called uh, found phone. So kind of the whole game is kind of made to look like the interface of a phone that you've found. And so you kind of load up the game and you go into it. And yeah, basically there, there's apps on there, there's, there's messages, there's emails, there's pictures and videos that this person has got saved on their phone. Uh, and there's basically a bit, of a, a bit of a mystery for you to piece together that, uh, it's hard to say too much about the story without spoiling it because uh, they're not too much of the kind of story specifics are out there in the world. But yeah, suffice to say, that you find a phone and you kind of over the course of, I think it took me about three hours to get through the first playthrough of it, but I do want to go into it again. Um, and yeah, it's uh, quite fun. Lots of Easter eggs in there for Doctor Who fans and a few uh, returning faces and voices as well, which is fun. True. Uh, it's been pretty well advertised that um, Ingrid Oliver is back as Osgood. Um, although, you know, for Big Finish fans, obligatory mention of Big Finish, uh, she's never really left because she's been doing the unit series. Um, but yeah, so she's back in live action. Um, I actually spoke to Ingrid about this, uh, which in an interview that isn't out on RadioTimes.com yet, but will be. Uh, so check that out. Um, but yeah, so it's quite cool to see her back in action. Um, I haven't played the game, uh, so I can't say too much. It is interesting, though, the thing you just said about the found phone genre. I didn't know that was a thing. I had never heard of that before. Yeah, I've, I've kind of uh, learned about it from playing this, really. Um, yeah, uh, there's yeah, a company that kind of specialises in them called Cargan Games, uh, who made this one as well. And they've kind of done a few before. There's one called Sarah is Missing, which is quite famous. Oh, I think I have uh, heard of that, actually. Yeah. And so um, basically, slightly uh, interestingly, the company that made the Doctor Who VR game last year, Edge of Time, uh, that company is called Maze Theory, and they're kind of a publisher on this one, and they've kind of brought Cargan Games in to uh, to do like a Doctor Who version of a found phone game, which is quite fun for a change. Yeah, and very scary Weeping Angel scenes in that game as well, uh, in that VR game, which I which I played, um, and the fiends made me go and um, they made me stand up because they said it was more immersive and I'd be more scared. Uh, it was very stressful. It was just a very stressful experience running from Weeping Angels, but in a good way, I think. Um, so. Eagle-eared fans listening to this may have noticed we haven't commented too much on the quality of the game. There's a reason for that, which is that it's embargoed to do a review. Uh, so we haven't done a review. If you thought this was a review, if, if you claim to have heard a review, like, comment in any of this, it's it's your imagination. 
it would be impossible and against the rules uh, but we didn't want to break our um basically our normal podcast schedule so we thought we'd just talk about the game generally but we do have still a bit of a special treat for you about the game uh because rob has spoken to a couple of the developers about it i mean rob do you want to talk a little bit about them yeah definitely so um kind of segueing on from what i was just saying the two people that i spoke to were ian hambleton who is the ceo of maze theory who are kind of seem to be the kind of custodians of, of Doctor Who from a gaming side of things at the moment. They did the Edge of Time VR game last year. They're publishing and, and kind of co-working on this one. And then they've got coming up the Edge of Reality, which is the one which has uh, David Tennant kind of joining the Doctor Who gamerverse, which is quite fun. So we've got Ian Hamilton, who's the kind of CEO of that company, and uh, Jeremy Uoi, who is the co-founder of Carbon Games and is kind of the, one of, if not the kind of main game designers working on uh, Lonely Assassins. So I ch chatted to them for a good hour and we've kind of selected a chunk of it, which will uh, be quite interesting to people to listen to, hopefully. Yeah, so here's uh, what happened when Rob caught up with the uh, developers behind the Lonely Assassins. Why do you think that this kind of found phone format works particularly well for the Weeping Angels, which you uh, kind of settled on as your kind of main focus in the end? Um, I think, well, one of the things is um, a lot of the stuff that Cargon have done before is in the sort of slightly horror space. And, you know, Doctor Who, people people don't quite, ah, non-Whovians, I think, don't quite realise how, how horror-based Who can be. And so we felt that was a bit of a natural fit. We'd also seen incredible responses to Edge of Time for the Weeping Angels. I think they're like becoming one of the fans' favourite uh, monsters. And um, I think it was just we saw the three the scripts and we just were like, this is going to be amazing. And, um, you know, certainly my favourite episode of Doctor Who is Blink. And uh, a lot of fans feel the same. And uh, we just thought that that story needed to kind of continue and be told a bit more. So, yeah, basically that was that was how it got. Um, and then I suppose like Jeremy, like, you know, you were involved in helping us pick the which mm -hmm. which what, what do you think suits the why do the Weeping Angels suit this game? Yeah, I think for, I think for me, it's um... Like when we first uh, got wind of that uh, we're getting this Doctor Who project, when we were like watching through clips of old shows, uh, old episodes and stuff, and and um, we're scratching our heads, how can we adapt adapt this? And uh, I think when the original concept, when when the concept came uh, that we are doing uh, uh, a take on the Weeping Angels, and and when we saw Blink, and we were like, this works, like like it fits because uh, I think I think Blink itself, uh, it it's a very unique episode because it, it didn't really focus on the Doctor that much. It focuses more on like like you know figuring out a mystery and 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 the tone of the episode as well is very, is very creepy. It's very horror like. I think like um, uh you know uh, people went missing and and you know that the the. Uh, that the creep factor that just kind of crawls under your skin that 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 sort of tone and is and. It, it just fits because uh, we've been doing that for a while and having the Doctor Who IP with that tone, with that 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 uh, monster in the phone itself, uh, it it just, uh, it's it, it it's a natural fit, yeah. Yeah, and I, I've been um, Googling the last couple of days, trying to wrap my head around the whole, um, oh, I've got, I've got it written down here, that which holds 
an image of an angel becomes itself an angel that that kind of whole concept which came up in the uh in the yeah. matt smith era episodes i think right uh, yeah what was kind of your, your guys kind of take on that and kind of and what it what it kind of means and how you kind of deploy so, it in a way yeah i think the biggest challenge for us is that how do we adapt the weeping angels into this space this, into this new space that that the angels have never explored or rather like like we 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 don't know how the the, the angels can navigate this space and uh the matt smith era uh, doctor who uh, they uh they did explore that concept and and um and that phrase itself when when i watched the episode that phrase just stuck stuck to me for a long time and i was like how do we how do we bring that to the phone how do we bring that element to the phone itself we explore you know the the components of the phone we explore like what what people see on the phone and we're like hey what if this is something the angel that uh can do and we when we build on that concept like use the elements of the phone and how the angel manipulates that element and also uh, uh, building on the fact that an image of an angel. What does an image mean? What does a, what, uh, what, uh, how do you, you know, how do you construct an image with different components of the phone itself? And we came to a new way of presenting the weeping angels that we thought were, uh, we we thought we were very excited. Uh, we we were very excited about it, and we were super worried. Like, is this something the BBC? They're gonna are they gonna be okay with it? This is so new. This is this is like like like. Like there's there's no reference to any of this uh uh from from any previous shows or whatsoever, and and when it got approved, we were like, oh yes, awesome, you know, like like my God, you know, we get to we get to contribute to to the to the lore a little bit, we get to contribute to the presentation of the angels uh uh, uh even just a little bit. I think that that was uh that was something that uh we we were we were very we were very glad and and we were very proud. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a it's a really cool way of kind of uh like you say kind of adapting slightly evolving kind of what what the angels can do kind of adding adding your own spin onto it yep. uh you, men you mentioned there kind of the process of getting uh approvals from the bbc like what's kind of that that process like imagine it must be kind of a kind of nerve-wracking while you're waiting to hear back well um i it it was nerve-wracking uh at first but uh the process has been really smooth like a lot of their feedback uh uh, uh, helped us to build upon the concept. So, like, uh, when we pitched the idea in the beginning, uh, we we had a lot of backups, and we were like, okay, this is the this is what we really wanted to do. But then, you know, if they if 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 they're not okay with this, then we have some other backups which we were like uh, a little bit safer, a little bit uh, more in line with the show as well. Um, but um, I think the only thing is time. The uh, 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 given the time, and they gave us like, I don't know, a four page document on how how uh how to um, uh on which part to amend and and how do we adjust to make it fit into the existing law uh but that but uh, they're all they're all uh whatever that they told us is just to help us build upon what we have pitched so it was nerve wracking at first but i think the support that came from them was very helpful and was very inspiring yeah yeah i i would probably just say that i think that the thing is actually doctor who's quite a good IP to work with actually because the BBC are open to extending the law and doing new things as long as it doesn't isn't false or break break a rule or you know um, yep. we had a few few things on the edge of time where uh, in the scene in the Victorian chambers the the way the angels can come at you uh, we had to completely redo that as gameplay because the BBC were like they can't do 
they, they're not able to move in this way and you know but and, and so you do need to stick to the law for the authenticity and make sure that fans aren't you know are happy with that and the BBC are great for that um but I think we were a bit lucky here we were able to introduce a new angel they were able to manipulate technology we've got that line like the, the guys talk about which is like no phone uh, is safe anymore and I think that's really really good fun right for fans you know so who knows maybe maybe, maybe now that you've uh, had the game um your, your phone that's it for your phone for now <laughs> yeah. I think uh yeah that uh in that Matt Smith episode where where the angel uh uh the one where they observed them from the CCTV uh, we we had that image in our office we were like we we need to we need to somehow bring that in you know like like how how does that look like in the context of the phone yeah so yeah that's yeah yep <laughs> it's um we've mentioned blink a few times already which obviously how how could you not uh, when you're talking about the weeping angels but like uh, obviously this game is pretty much you know a direct sequel or kind of continuation from from the story in blink was that kind of particularly daunting because that like I said Ian that's kind of a lot of people's very favorite Doctor Two episode or kind of right up there on a lot of lists I think, uh, does that uh, kind of add an extra pressure yeah yeah I think it um uh I think it's just uh really fun and exciting I don't think we're scared by any of that I think um it's the best of Doctor Who and to be able to embellish that is just brilliant I think what what we found as a studio so we sort of co-developed this. So we've done a lot of the production and a lot of the script and a lot of the stuff here. And then the development's been done out in, by Kygon. And we did all the shoots during middle of COVID and stuff at West of Drumlins and everything. Um, but for us as a studio, the authenticity is the key thing. So, you know, when when does this go out, by the way? Um, <laughs> can I just ask Rob? Uh, it will be, I believe, next Wednesday. Okay, so, uh, fine. Well, look, I don't think I'll be revealing too much to say. And in fact, you, you can see it in the trailers. We made a real point of going back to the original cast. So tracking down Larry Nightingale and uh, reaching out to him and sort of, you know, finding him. And he's not like a major actor or, you know, um, uh, we were very lucky to get Osgood as well, as you've seen. Like, so for us... I think it's good to revisit those bigger, bigger shows, but you have to do them with a, a degree of care and authenticity to make sure that like fans are getting that like the true, true thing. Yeah, exactly. And you touched upon the actors there. Uh, yeah, we were chatting excitedly, me and some of the other Hoovians in in our virtual office about having Larry Nightingale back on That's our amazing. back on our screens for the first time. I was going to say it's just so funny to sort of reach out to him on Twitter, I think, and just say, hey, <laughs> have you got an agent I can speak to? We might have a Doctor Who thing. And he was like, yeah, yeah, just call me. And, you know, it was just brilliant. <laughs> so it was just really good. I enjoyed being able to see some of his selfies as well. They were... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just great fun. We just went and did a little shoot with him and the other character, Nat. And, yeah, it was good. And um, obviously, yeah, You've mentioned already Ingrid Oliver coming back as Osgood. Uh, what can you kind of say about Osgood and, and your take on her and, and how um, and how she kind of factors into it? Um, 
So I think uh, Gavin Collinson, the writer, suggested I was good as like a as like a really fan favorite. And I know she's not in Blink, or, you know, but she um, she's a real fan favorite. And a lot of the game mechanic that Kaigon tend to use is this sort of companion person that's quite technically advanced and is able to sort of hack into your phone and give you guidance and stuff, a bit of a, an assistant in the whole world. And I think Gavin just thought she'd be a she'd be brilliant for that, you know, remotely accessing the phone and helping you along the way. So, I mean, Jeremy, what's, you know, yeah. you, you were one of the people pushing for that, that whole inclusion. So yeah. how did you find that in the game? Like what was the I purpose? I think she's I think she's perfect for like uh um uh as a as a very accessible character to to you know to to speak to because um uh again what Ian mentioned is that uh for our games to help the player to to help the 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 player go through the game to understand the mechanics and to sort of know what to do we need that sort of companion we need that sort of uh person who is a little bit more knowledgeable but needs your help to to sort of uh, uh, to move forward, to 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 figure out the mystery, to understand the problem, and so on and so forth. Um, I think for I think for for Osgood, um, uh, she serves two purposes. Like she's the the person that knows uh, uh, that 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 sets up the premise and what you're supposed to do. But she's also very knowledgeable of the the Doctor universe itself. And because you can interact with her, you can because you can interact with someone like that. Uh, we also gave an opportunity to basically ask her. You know, like like um, like you know what is what is unit or what is the doctor you know uh uh who is this who is that and and she's and 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 i think it's very fun to to interact with her uh, for me but at, at the very least it's very fun to have someone from the doctor universe that you can just refer to and will just give you uh whatever that you need to move forward and also to understand the world a little bit better you know uh we we want to make sure that this game is accessible to Whovians and non-Whovians alike. So, uh, uh, having said that, the we make sure that the dialogue choices are like like uh, we we we're not we're not trying to throw any jargons uh, uh too much, not 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 too many techno babble, not not too much techno babble, not too much um, you know, uh, inside jokes or whatnot. But there are opportunities where you can ask her, and if you want to know more, you can ask her, so she doesn't like drop. Too much exposition if you're if you know if you if you watch every single episode of Doctor Who ever you don't really need to know you know uh you know for example who is the current uh, who is the current doctor for example um you don't need to know that and but for someone who's new they might want to know that so we actually uh, have additional dialogue uh, built into to to help the player understand the world a bit better if they so choose to and you know if you're a Whovian, if you're a veteran of the doctor universe just chug along and just uh uh get into the current story itself and now we're back in the present we've returned from uh rob's little trip into his own past very doctor who like to talk to the developers <laughs> um so yeah the lonely assassins comes out on the 19th Friday the 19th of march uh, if you're listening to this after that date, good news, it's already out. You can you can play it and and see what you think of it yourselves. Um, but yeah, Rob, I mean, where, where can people get hold of this game if they fancy playing it? Uh, so yeah, it's going to be coming out on primarily on mobile devices. So it's on uh, iPhones, on the App Store, and uh, any other kind of phone through the Google Play Store. Uh, it's also coming to PC via Steam. And there is a Nintendo Switch version coming, but that's not coming on the 19th. That's going to launch at a later date, TBC. 
there you go. I mean, although it would, it's technically not found phone game if you get it on Steam or on your computer, because then you just have to pretend that you're lugging a laptop around, which has a great camera on the back for some reason. Um, but apart from that, I'm sure it's just as immersive uh, as, as the main one. Uh, well, listen, that's all you're getting from us this week. Um, a slightly different take on the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. Please let us know uh, if you'd like to hear uh, more about Doctor Who games, uh, about, uh, you know, have more interviews in these or whether you prefer us just chatting you know we're eager to hear what you think um and yeah we'll be back next week talking about something else i don't have the schedule to hand and it might change but it's, it's i'm sure it'll be great i do remember what it is now we may be looking back at a classic doctor who monster um but until then uh, i've been hugh and i've been rob uh, and this has been us playing games on our phones secretly while recording goodbye <laughs>